The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. Our Consumer Ninja, of course, is Wendy Nola. Wendy Nola joins us every Wednesday evening. It's the sad old tale of Health Squared Medical Scheme. Just remind us, please, if you would, Wendy Nola, about the background to this one. Uh, hello, Bruce. This is really going to test my pricey skills to the max um, in the time that we've got. But essentially, Health Squared Medical Scheme, which was an amalgamation in 2018 of Resolution Health and Spectrumed, um, dropped a bombshell um, on the industry regulator, the Council of Medical Schemes, and on its members in particular, and even its own administrator, Agility um, Health, on the 18th of August, when it said we're applying for liquidation and we're not going to cover your claims um, after the 31st of August. Sorry. And the Council for Medical Schemes was a bit cross about that because they had been trying to get um, a curator installed. Um, all of the problems um, having come about due to a um, stunning drop in their um, solvency levels. You're supposed to have over 25% solvency as a, as a medical scheme to cover a couple of months if things go pair. But um, there's a, a, an 18 um, months had had eight months rather had dropped to an alarming something like three percent from I don't know it was already under twenty five anyway um, so you can imagine uh, almost twenty four thousand beneficiaries members and beneficiaries of the scheme suddenly you know what I was speaking to people who were in stage renal failure the case of one woman I'm going to dialysis four times a week and what do you do now you go into a new scheme they want to impose a waiting period and how is that going to work anyway at the weekend so sorry so so the scheme applied for uh, liquidation uh, matter was heard in the Joburg uh, High Court uh, last week the 30th and stood down um, meanwhile, on the 1st of September, um, having said it's not going to honour any claims, Bruce, um, the scheme then did its debit audit run for those who pay in advance. So now you've got to pay for September. And we, those of us who are on a medical scheme know it's not a small amount yep. uh, in most cases. Um, so that didn't go down very well, as you can imagine. What, what went down even less well was the fact that after the announcement of August 18 saying it's over from the 31st of August, the Council for Medical Schemes, which is the regulator of this industry, issued statements saying, please don't panic and accept, you know, go around looking for other cover, which could be prejudicial to you. You could be, you know, have these waiting periods. You could um, have exclusions and all sorts of things. We are going to broker a deal. We are speaking to the big players in the industry, um, seven of them to be exact, and we they're going to take over your we're going to take over your, your 23,000 between them and we'll make sure it's, that you're not uh, negatively affected and it'll be all fine. Well, it wasn't fine and they only let people know on, well, they let the media know uh, at 10.30 on the night of the 31st of August. Can you imagine, Bruce? I think that was the last time. Was that last Wednesday? Probably. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so basically, well, okay, now you're on your own. So cover stops. Um, you go and get your medication at a pharmacy. Sorry, no, we can't. On the 1st of September, no, sorry, you got a, your, your cash payments. You had people, um, one poor chap uh, undergoing, a, um, he has um, lymphoma, undergoing a bone marrow transport, which, transplant, rather, which takes a few days. He was in the middle of it, zero immunity. And the hospital, following instructions, is like, well, you've either got to ship out of here to a government hospital or you got to pay. His wife had to come up with 48,000 rand, Bruce, to keep him in the hospital and not move him in that compromised state. It's led to all manner of 
of of hideous um, scenarios. Anyway, there was this court order that was signed over the weekend. I was frantically following the story, trying to find out what had happened. And in essence, the Nephrology Society also filed an affidavit. So there's a there was a, a reprise reprieve rather until the end of the month for the 54 people who are on dialysis that are Health Squared members. They have their treatments and dialysis and medication have to be covered until the end of the month, along with people who are at kidney transplant patients. And then as an extra sort of like, even though it was a bit vague, the judge agreed to um, that month's reprieve being extended to other Health Squared members who are experiencing what is termed in the in the order grave life-threatening risks. It's all a bit vague because it's, who are those people and who determines it? Yeah, but it's such an and, appalling indictment. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, you're in you're uh, as somebody's managing this business that is in trouble. You're traumatized and you're going through a hell of a process. But when you're dealing with people's money and you're dealing particularly with people's money in relation to their health, when people health, are as yeah. sick as they are. You need to up your empathy game five billion times um, because it's really catastrophic on the lives of those people who've essentially put their health in your hands and trusted you to look and, after them. Yeah, and they've got. And part of the the reason that they are that they had this solvency crisis is because they have a much higher pensioner ratio than the the rest of the of the industry so the average is 11 percent of a medical schemes uh, members will be pensioners with health squared it's it's 27 percent so those are expensive members um and of course there's a lot of resistance with the other medical schemes um to taking them on so they're trying their luck in some cases saying that they're going to impose um waiting periods for people who have prescribed minimum minimum benefits but the act says you can't do that in the case of prescribed minimum benefits such as hypertension and renal failure and multiple sclerosis and a whole lot of others. Um, so it's a it's a mess. And then you've got people who um, health service providers who didn't know about the order, right? Nobody told them. So Diskim, for example, I'm I'm trying to find out if it's still the case, but the last two days, few days up till time up till today, wasn't. Um, uh, um, letting the health square members um, claim on the fund so they had to pay cash for their medication, even those in that in that um, reprieve bracket of um, you know dialysis uh, and grave life threatening risks. But to the to I mean to understand it, how would they know <laughs> who who qualifies in the absence of any information? How would you know which ones? They'd have to stop. You know you can't. Uh, it's Bruce. It's a terrible, terrible story. Um, I'm hoping it's going to sort itself out in the end, and that um, the medical schemes that are taking them on are not uh, are going to be compelled through some means to, um, you know, not impose waiting periods on those people who have prescribed minimum benefit conditions and all the rest. Because I mean, a lot of these these conditions are very expensive to treat. They're very expensive medical conditions, and so now you've got to pay out of your own pocket for three months, Bruce. That's that's a lot of money. Um, that you didn't budget for, you know. So this is an ongoing story. Um, and in the meantime, I don't know if you heard similar thing, um, Constantia Short-Term Insurance, also earlier in August, a uh, curator came in and then uh, three weeks later applied for liquidation. And I've got a case today of a woman who had a 500,000 rand car, bought in March, crashed it in 
into a poll uh, on the 11th of August. The claim was going through. It was a write-off that was 400,000 rand damage, so insurance write-off. And then suddenly she gets this letter. The, cur- the curator has said, we can't pay. You've got to protect the pool, basically. We can't pay some people. And, you know, we'll, we've, when this is all sorted out and the liquidation is, is done, we'll – We'll, you know, we might pay some of your claim, or, or we still got to determine this. But now she's sitting without a car. She had a hired car as part of her benefits, and then it was taken away from her because uh, on the curator's instructions. So she, oh my gosh! So these stories are all just sort of colliding and happening. I'll be following the Constantia one, but a lot of pain, as you say, for people that put their trust and their money into these companies, thought they would, you know, had protection, and then in the hour of need, it just gets, the rug just gets pulled out from under them. Yeah. No, look, it's it's horrid. It really is. And, I mean, for anybody who's ever been sick, and no matter how good your medical scheme is, you've still got lots of paperwork and you're sitting. Uh, I recall sort of almost passing out, <laughs> filling in forms once, uh, being, being, yes. ho- being hospitalized because you're sick. And the admin. Now you've got admin. Yes, exactly. Terrible at the best of times. Yeah, exactly right. And and the documentation that has to be supplied and your whole all your records and some people have I've heard battling to get your medical certificate or whatever it's called, your health history from from Health Squared from the administrator. Um, so just a world of pain all around for those people who joined the wrong scheme at the wrong time. Wendy Nola, warnings there on uh, the dangers of health schemes. It's hardly surprising, therefore, of the dominance of one health scheme, and that is that Discovery Health Scheme, where 58 out of every 100 members of a medical aid in South Africa are on the Discovery Scheme. Um, And uh, it's, I suppose, as these ones fall over, people then migrate and they go and look for a secure alternative or an alternative they perceive to be more secure.